0: Wow, what an exciting church. I hope you're ready for it. Praise God. We've just finished our series about how God speaks. What great messages we've had. You know, I enjoyed our last week. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party never stops. Is that right? Amen. Come on. Are you ready for a party today? Why do you think we call the church Excite Church today? Come on. Yeah, God is on the move. God is not dead. (laughs) He's surely alive inside of you. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, um, yes, Tanara was speaking, uh, you are from God. I remember that, Tanara. You are from God. That's powerful, eh? That was John that spoke that, didn't he? You are from God. Mate, you are from God, Ian. Yeah. And then he also said, you are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. I remember Charlotte, she said, God always speaks. The week before, I'm in fear and trembling coming up here today with these young preachers, aren't they good? And Wayne, the week before that, God is always speaking. You know, God does speak. He's always speaking. I've shared with you before how that one time I was coming out here with quite a few years ago with my son James driving down the dip in our driveway and I was sharing with him how God speaks to me through signs and wonders. Sometimes we miss the signs and wonders because we're looking for great big things instead of small things. The small things can be great big things. So I was saying to him, I was coming out to preach and speak a message and, and it was really on my heart, burning in my heart that I should have been mentioning more about the Holy Spirit in the, in the message. And I said this to James, I just told him how God speaks to me. And then a dove flew over the bonnet, just as I said the words, within an inch of the windscreen. Because I was only going out slow and I was chatting to my son. It swooped down right in front of me and James goes, whoa. God speaks. God was saying yes and amen to the Holy Spirit. Us giving room to the Holy Spirit. Yes. No, my, hide my. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, here today. Father, we just thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your embrace. We thank you for the gospel of your grace. We thank you that you have promised an outpouring of your spirit, and we're ready for it today. And so, Father, move for the glory of your name that you might exalt and honor your Son in Aotearoa today, in this place, for His name's sake. We make room for you, Father to move among us for the wind of your spirit to blow through this place in Jesus' name for his honour and glory. Let every heart be open to him. Praise his name. You will be hearing from God today if you're listening. You know, something uh, uncanny, uncanny, that's the wrong word, but anyway, I had another sign and wonder this week. On Tuesday, I meet with the pastors and I just happened to be in talking to them just about how I used to preach way back in my, my 20s. We used to stand on the street corner. I was brought up quite conservative. We weren't Excite Church back then. I need to qualify that. But I'd use verses like, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. And it's a verse in the Old Testament and we'd preach this stuff thinking that this would attract people to Jesus. Wow, I was telling them how that I don't preach like that quite like that anymore. We tell them all about the Lord Jesus and the love of the Father and how much He cares for us, that we might be attracted. Jesus said, no one comes to me except my Father in heaven draws them. Well, then that afternoon, we we're up at 16. We were on road praying in the prayer time. And I was praying that God would move with signs and wonders. The next morning, that night, early hours of the morning, I was having a dream. Caleb, yeah, Caleb, our grandson, was at the foot of our bed. We had him for the night. And I had a dream. And in the dream, I was going down to this beach. And something happened on the way down to the beach that disgusted me, that I saw. And very clearly, that verse went through me, my mind. The wicked shall be turned into hell and in all the nations that forget God. And at that moment, I woke up. And you know what I heard from my grandson? He said very clearly, Amen. Three seconds later, he said, amen, while he was asleep. And it was very, very clear. I looked at the clock, it was 4.46 in the morning. What's that if that's not a sign of wonder? God speaks through many different various ways. What did that mean? I believe God wants us to be reaching out with the gospel. He doesn't want us necessarily going out and preaching like that, but He is in earnest. He's he's urgent. He's serious about reaching people. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And everything that is not of Him is going to be burned up. It really is. John the Baptist was speaking in Matthew chapter three, and he was telling, uh, foretelling of the, the Lord Jesus. He said, "I'm baptizing you in water, but there's one coming uh, uh, that's going to baptize, and among you that is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire." And he talked about him having uh, a great harvest. He had wheat. He was threshing it out, and he said his fan is in, in his hand, and he's going to purge his floor now. That's how they used to do it with, uh, if you know, way back in the old, olden days, way, way back in the old, olden days. They used to throw the um, husks and the wheat up. They used to thresh it so it would separate because on the outside of the wheat, you got the husk. And uh, they would thresh it in the threshing floor. Then they would throw the wheat up once it's separated. And someone would, if it wasn't a windy day, if it was a windy day, you wouldn't need a fan. But they had these big wide fans, and they'd blow the wind if it wasn't there, and the light husks would separate, and the wheat would fall down, and he would gather the wheat. Now we always preached about that—that that was separating out the wicked from the just. But each one of us, were... oh, each one of us, were born in sin, shapen in in, in wickedness. Each one of us were born self-centered. What it is, what God is telling me through this is that uh, there's that in our lives which is not of God. It has its source in us, but there's something that he wants to harvest from within us that is born of God. The wheat, he wants to gather it into his, into his uh, holding vat or in his garner. That's an, old, that's an old word. Into his vessel. The fire of God comes down to consume in our lives all that is not of God. It's not a threatening thing. I feel comforted by it. You stand in the fire and you're warmed. But then the fire will burn up. And the trial of our faith, the Bible says, is more precious than gold, though it be tried in the fire. Anyway, that's just the introduction. i will better get to the message. Running with fire. Wow. Running with fire. Don't run without fire. Yeah. Running with fire. Primarily fire represents the presence of God. As when Moses encountered God with the burning bush. The burning bush was a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fire was there but the bush never got burnt up. There was nothing in the life of Jesus that needed burning up. There was no husks in his life. It was all just pure, perfect. This is my beloved son. In him I am well pleased. Later on God appeared in a pillar of fire and he led the uh, children through the wilderness for 40 years. Pillar of fire by day and a uh, no, pillar of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. Wow. The fire of God came down and burnt up the sacrifice. When Elijah was there on the mountain uh, with the 450 prophets of Baal, and well, there was extras as well, and uh, the offering that he put out, the fire came down. We're told to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Dave's just been talking about how that we've been partaking of Jesus. And now, because He's within us now, we by faith have been partaking, communing of Him. He is my source. He is my portion. He is my bread. He's my food. He's my drink now. Now there is something within me that can be laid down on the altar of sacrifice. So that the fire of God can come down. The all-consuming fire. That's a good thing. I'm consumed by the fire. I'm living with the fire. You see, we often think about fire and judgment. Yeah, it is going to burn up all the dross. It's going to get rid of all that is not of God in my life. But that's a good thing. I no longer feel threatened about that because I don't want that anymore. I'm going to leave my shame at the door. It's not welcome here anymore. I don't need all those husks and all that stuff from the past because I got a fire. Burning within me. And I've got Christ in me with a hope of glory. I've been feeding upon Him. Glorious. I love a a good mutton, but Jesus is the Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Come on. Are you feeding upon Him? Is He everything to you? Is He all your delight? Yes, He's altogether lovely. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. Come on, sister. Going once, going twice. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus forever praise his name wow Elijah's offering was acceptable is your offering acceptable to God what are you offering to God just a thought we'll move on fire represents the presence of God it says in Thessalonians uh, I haven't got that up there but uh, 5 and 19 it says don't quench the spirit the Holy Spirit's like a fire And it means quench. Don't throw a bucket of cold water over the Spirit. You can grieve the Spirit. You can say and do things because we have the Spirit of God dwelling within us. You can grieve the Spirit. But even worse, you can quench the Spirit. You can throw a bucket of cold water on that fire and not be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit and what the Spirit of God is doing within you. It definitely represents the Holy Spirit, that fire. So you might be saved here today. You've received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. You've turned away from yourself and everything that is self-centred. You've made God your source. You've received His Son who died on the cross for you. You may have done that. You may have been baptised in water. You may have been fully immersed in the water. Baptism is, means immersion. Baptizo to immerse in the water. Speaking of water, you may have the Holy Spirit inside you. You may have drunk in the water. The water's inside of me. But when I got baptized, I was inside of the water. I was immersed in the water. Same with the Spirit. You may have a you may be a believer in Jesus here today, and you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. But because of what you believe doctrinally or Whatever it is, you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Immersed in the Holy Spirit. God wants you to be fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. Our first verse today and our first point, we've got three points today. Acts 1 verse 4. Talking about what Jesus had said to the disciples when he was with them and. the uh, Jerusalem and being assembled together with them, he commanded them, his disciples, not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait. Say, Wait, come on, all of you now, say, Wait, wait. That's a good word right there. Wait, that's my first point. It's easy to write down, it's four letters. Wait, say it again, wait. You've got it three times. Very good for the promise, wait for the promise of the Father. Which he said, You have heard from me. Wait for the promise of the Father. This is the promise. There were many promises. There were many promises right down through the Word, through the Old Testament. But this is the promise of the Father. This is the one promise. The prophets spoke about it Isaiah, Jeremiah, was it um, Haggai? Joel, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. We want that for today. Our young men, us old men, dreaming dreams. See, I told you about a dream. See, old men dream dreams. But young men, you need to have vision. Your life is before you. You got the vim and the vigour of your life. And you can put your hand to the plough. And God is calling you out to Have vision, vision for Northland, vision for our community, vision for our nation. You will be mighty in this land and you will walk through it with the power and the presence of our God. We declare that in Jesus' name. Wait for the promise of our Father. Wait here in Kirikiri, in the presence of God, until you be clothed with power from on high. Yes, that's right. Wait. Oftentimes we want to like to go rushing off and doing our own thing, doing it the way we think. But wait is a good word. They were waiting. They were waiting. Till the day of Pentecost. That was a long time to wait, wasn't it? Ten days after Jesus had gone back up into heaven. At that time, they were actually replacing uh, Judas, who betrayed Jesus and went out and hung himself, they were replacing him. They uh, chose two people, Matthias and Joseph, and the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was added to the 11 disciples to make the 12 up. So that happened during that 10 days. But then they were waiting. They were just waiting there in the upper room. Waiting is a good thing. Waiting is a good thing. You know, Peter, it would have been hard for him to wait, eh? Does anyone here find it hard to wait? You know, up in the upper room, Peter's off looking out the window. And John's saying, Peter, come back down here. Sit down, sit down. What are you doing running over to the window all the time? Well, it's been three days, four days, going again. He said, Elijah's servant went again. He said, go again. The rain's coming. Go again, go again. John said, Peter, come and sit down. Just learn to wait. Maybe, that's not quite how it is, but I'm just helping you here. Maybe you struggle to wait and hear from God because you've already got it all worked out. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, let's go to Galatians 3, verse 13 and 14. And it says there, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, that, verse 14, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Through what? Faith. Faith. Through faith. So where they were waiting for this promise of the Father. They were already saved. They were with Jesus, three and a half years, doing miracles and signs and wonders. Jesus said in John 15, verse 3, that you're already clean through the words that I've spoken to you. He said to the disciples, he told them just to abide in him. Just wait. Because he wanted to send them out. Yes, there was a great commission uh, at the end of a couple of the Gospels where he said, go into all the world and preach the Gospel. Go, go. And he had already said that, but in Acts, they had to wait first. You might have heard God saying, go. There might be a call of God upon your heart to reach out to your friends and neighbours, but there's a need to wait. Why do we need to wait? Because something's going to happen. We're going to receive the promise of the Father. Yes, come on. This is the promise of all promises the outpouring of His Spirit praise His name number one, wait I'm not even going to look at the clock today sorry guys, I do not apologize I rebuke that (laughs) number two, sit that's even smaller, sit three letters, come on you've got to remember these points, wait what was the first point? wait, second point come on, sit let's have a look at this, Acts 2 verse 1 to 4 track with me and uh, when the day of pentecost this is 10 days after Jesus had gone back to heaven this is 50 days after he rose again Pente means 50 when the day of pentecost had fully come they were all with one accord in every pla- in one place and suddenly oh it's about to come you see they it just happened like that suddenly there came A sound from heaven as of a rushing of a mighty wind. That's another picture like the fire of the Holy Spirit, isn't it? The wind blow with your spirit. Wind of the Spirit, the four winds. And it filled the whole house. It didn't just fill them. It filled the whole house. Where they were what? Sitting. Not standing, sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of, as, of, as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. That's the fire, the tongues of fire. You could actually see them, apparently. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. They hadn't learned these tongues, they'd just spoken them. As the Spirit gave them utterance. We're talking about a baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about a glass full here. We're actually not even talking about a swimming pool. We can do baptisms in water at Little Dippers. We're talking about a mighty ocean. Our God is like a mighty ocean. He is eternal. He is infinite. He is vast. He is so much bigger than you or I. He is equivalent and more to the ocean. And can you imagine that being poured into here? What would happen? It wouldn't just fill us. We wouldn't be just submerged in the Spirit, but it would actually flow out the doors, wouldn't it? And it would go down the street, wouldn't it? And then it would go out through the valleys and the hills and everywhere throughout Northland, wouldn't it? An outpouring of the Spirit of God, a baptism of His Spirit, copious amounts. The very presence of our God flowing out from this place. Can you see it? Do you have vision for it? Come on. But they were sitting. They were waiting, obedient, because they knew this is what they needed. They needed to be clothed with power from on high. Yes. The power of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Yes. Because they were going to encounter many things in life after that. We read about it in Acts. But then they had that outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So they were victorious. Paul and Silas in prison, whipped and beaten, singing praises. It was like water off a duck's back, you could almost say. Singing praises at midnight. Then there was an earthquake. Victorious, the power of God, clothed with His power. They were sitting. You're sitting here this morning. It's good to be sitting in the presence of God. Don't miss an opportunity not only to wait, but to sit in His presence. To wait on God, but to sit in His presence. Yes? Don't miss an opportunity. You never know what might happen and what He's got for you. Praise God. They weren't prostrate on their faces on the ground, crying out to God, feeling sorry for themselves. No, they weren't doing that. They were just sitting. They weren't striving over the fact that Jesus had just left them. What nurse he done? We've been waiting here 10 days. No, they were sitting. They were sitting. Martha was busy when Jesus came to Bethany to their house, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. She was so occupied with so many things. But where was Mary? She was sitting. She was sitting at the feet of the Lord Jesus, just hearing from Him. Are you sitting here today? I know you're on your seat, but are you sitting at His feet? It's a great place to be, just sitting. You know, when I was brought up on the farm, we'd send the dogs out to get the cows. But we'd give a long whistle. I can't even do it now, but... <whistles> that meant sit. <whistles> that was to sit. A long whistle. And the dog would sit. Even the animals know how to sit because there was about to be another command that would come. Even the animals know how to sit because there was about to be another command that would come. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. Awesome. You see that? Sitting is a good thing. Yes, wait, but sitting. Sitting. Then they were baptized in the Spirit. The cloven tongues of fire, they came down and lighted on each one of them. Then something else happened. They spoke, didn't they? Who spoke? Was it the Holy Spirit? No, it said, it says they spoke. They spoke. They could start speaking, and they could stop speaking in tongues. They all spoke. They all began to speak with other tongues. They spoke in tongues. They weren't waiting for the Holy Spirit to make them speak in tongues, but they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave enabled them, but they were the ones that spoke. It's important that when we get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and then speak in tongues, that we don't just wait for it. It's a great thing to speak in tongues because we build ourselves up. God is a spirit, and we speak from our spirit. We bypass our mind. Sometimes that mind gets so active and so in the way of the things that God wants to do, but he moves through our spirit. Out of our head will flow rivers of living water. Did Jesus say that? No, He said, "Out of your innermost being, out of your wider, out of your spirit, will flow rivers of living water." Yes, innermost being. Come on. So God is a spirit. So um, they began to speak. Maybe you've got the, had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you don't speak in tongues yet. Open your mouth. Praise God. Be occupied with Christ. You can speak in tongues. He will move in you by His Spirit. Yes? He enables. But He lets you be in control. He's a gentleman. He doesn't come to control you. He's partnering with us. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, you could say. But an evil spirit, He comes to control See, evil spirits are controlling spirits. They want to control us. They want to control what comes out here, out of our mouth. That's how you know it's not of God, and when it's an evil spirit. Yes? The Holy Spirit's not like that. He's a gentleman. The Bible says as many as are led by the Spirit. They are the children of God. You lead a child by the hand, don't you? As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the children of God. God leads you by the heart. He dwells within you and He leads you by the heart. He leads you with peace, with passion, with power. He leads you, but you sense Him in the heart. Great peace. It's a peace of God that guides us and leads us. If you don't have peace about something... Maybe it's not of God. If there's turmoil all around, maybe you're wanting to buy a new business. Maybe you're wanting to get a new job. Maybe you're wanting to do something else, but you don't have peace. Perhaps you want to buy a car, and the one you're looking at, you're not sure if it's going to be good, and you don't have peace. When God's leading you, there is peace. There is peace. I've had to learn the hard way with that. If my wife's not at peace about it, well, there's still not peace. Sometimes I need to listen. I need to wait. I need to sit. Amen. Praise God for our wives, eh? So in Luke 11, verse 11 and 13, Luke 11, 11 to 13, if a son, Jesus is saying, if a son asks us for bread, this is Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit, from any father among you, will he give him a stone? You're tracking with us here? You guys can read on I didn't do that well at reading at school, but I'm getting there. You ready? With the help of the Spirit of God. Praise God, eh? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? No. Instead of a fish? No, not like that. Or if you are an egg, will he? Sorry. What does it say? Oh, if you ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? No, no, no. He's not. It's not like that, eh? If you're an egg, Wayne. (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't saying that. You were an egg, sorry. If you are an egg, right. (laughs) That's a good word, eh? (laughs) Sorry. Scrambled, right. Let's get on. Done the end there. If If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Say, how much more? Come on. How much more will your heavenly Father give you the what? Holy Spirit, to those who ask them, have you asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Have you? Have you been fully immersed in the Holy Spirit so there's nothing of you left? Or are you walking through life with yourself, tripping over yourself all the time, eh? Yeah? It's all about me. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about me. Why do I put that up there? I am finished. The Holy Spirit is a gift to be received by faith. Ask the Father, but receive it. That's how I've asked him. And I keep asking. No, just receive it. Receive it. You know, faith comes by hearing. It comes through the Word. I've just been sharing with you the Word. Do you know fear also comes by hearing? What you hear on the news and everything? Make sure you come to the right source so you get faith and not fear. Yeah? We hear about all sorts of things in life, don't we? Even in our own community. Let's not dwell on that. Let's just come to the Word. Find out the truth. Yeah? Faith comes by hearing. Our problem in the past is that we put our faith in our own faith. Yeah? Oh, but I've tried to believe and nothing seems to happen. Yeah, but it's not about your faith. Faith comes from the Word. It's about Jesus and His perfect walk with the Father. Not about you having an effort at trying to be like Jesus. Don't put your faith in your own faith. Because then it's still all about you. And you think you're spiritual and you think you're a believer. And you might have been on, on the path for years like me, but sometimes it feels like we're just starting now, doesn't it? any rate, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you, are you with us today? Are you all right? Are you happy? Christians are supposed to be happy people. Okay, last point. This one will take about half a minute No. Run, another three-letter word. Hey, these are good points because you can remember them. What was the first one? Right, what was the second one? Run. Come on. What was the third one? Run. run. Okay, come on. So in Acts 1 verse 7 and 8, it says, and you need to run in your lane, by the way. You need to run in your lane. You need to learn to run in your lane. I've run in all sorts of lanes and it had not been right, but now I'm slowly learning to run in my lane. Sometimes I've tried to run in Ruth's lane, you know. Boy, she doesn't like that. She doesn't like that. She doesn't like that when I used to try and reach over the fence and control her. She didn't like that. Running in her lane, trying to control her. Not with where she comes from. Her natural descendants. Goodness me. We won't even go into that. Acts 1 verse 7 and 8. Freedom. See the influence it has? Acts 1 verse 7 and 8. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons. This is Jesus speaking to the disciples before He went back to glory. Which, which the Father has put into his own, in His own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Not indwelt you, come upon you. He's talking about being baptised. John the Baptist told them about Jesus. He's going to baptise you. He's going to fully immerse you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And Jesus is saying, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, in Kere, Kere, in Kaio, in, in, in Pangaroo and in, in all of Aotearoa, and even to the uttermost parts of the world. Glory to God when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Are you ready for it? You've been sitting? You've been waiting? There's a time to run, to stand up and be counted among the people of God, to fulfill your destiny, what God has called you in life. And this is that time when men and women of God stand up and are filled and baptized with the Spirit and empowered by God and immersed, totally immersed in the Spirit. Hallelujah, I like that. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party never stops. Glory to God. Say what? You heard it the first time. Right. God wants us to have a vision, young men, young women, to have a vision, people like Charlotte, people like Tanara and Huhana, people like Reuben and uh, Harmony and Wayne and Christy, a vision, a vision to reach out. Habakkuk talked about a vision and how that we needed to watch for it and then write it down and work it for it and then wait Sometimes you've got to wait for years. We've been here for 15 years, but empowered by the Spirit of God. We're not giving up. He empowers us. We're not going to get disappointed. It's a party. I come here for a party. If you're not going to have a party, I'm still having a party. Come on. Glory to God. Why is it a party? Well, you better you encounter God, and I tell you, you've got a party. You come back as a prodigal to the Father, and they began to make merry. There's a lot of merriment. If you're getting filled with the Holy Spirit, it says don't be drunk with wine, but you can get drunk. You can get drunk on the Holy Spirit and you're gonna have a party because no longer is it about you, it's about Him. And so the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Come on. Come on. Glory to God. I'm all about a party. If serving's beneath you. In the church, and the community, and your family, well, then greatness will be beyond you. You got that? If serving is beneath you, greatness will always be beyond you. <laughs> Jesus came among us as one that everybody served. Now he served. He laid everything on the altar of sacrifice. Come on. It was not about him. It was about his father. And the very character of his father being displayed. Praise God. Paul, the Lord gave me a word for you. He said, you may be tall in stature, but you're small in your own eyes. You are a humble man, and, and God really appreciates that. That's of great price to our God. He loves it. You've learned to wait. Certainly have. You've learned to sit. God has seen that. And now you're about to experience a season of the outpouring of the Spirit of God upon your life. <laughs> that will light a fire within you that will never stop. It will never go out. It will just keep blazing. Glory to God. That's what He was saying to me last night when I, when I was preparing my message. Don't ask me how I was thinking about you, Paul. Maybe I saw the name Paul in the Bible somewhere. I know it's there somewhere. It's a good name. How many of you know that Paul is a good name? (coughs) You will burn like a light. Others will walk in that light. Yeah, that's what he said. You will run and not grow tired. You will walk and you won't faint. You're a man of God. Our Father delights in you. Bless you. Bless you, Paul. There you go. That's what I had to give. Psalm 84. I haven't got it up there. Don't worry about it. But it says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. We had that at the prayer time. If you were here, I know you were all here at the prayer time at 20 past nine this morning, uh, leaving no one st- stone unturned to get here. I just really appreciate that. The Lord appreciates the effort you put in to get to the prayer time. Yes. Amen. And... Uh, It says, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will be still praising you. What a privilege. It says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Wow. I just had to add that in there. I had to add that in there. Really, the theme of of my message today is not just the three points, uh, wait, sit, run, but the theme of the message is it's time to light up. Not, not light up like that. But it's time to light up. It's time to light up. To burn like a fire. You know, God wants to baptize you, fully immerse you with what? The Holy Spirit and with fire. A fire within you. We sang about it in our songs. Oh, I love those songs this morning. It's just so alive. It just thrills me. thrills me. And uh, He's going to baptize you and fully immerse you in love. Yeah, that's what the Spirit's about, love. And He's going to immerse you in joy, joy. You're going to have just overflowing of joy. You're going to be happy. You're not going to sit in church looking really serious and unattractive to the world, but you're going to have joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Glory, hallelujah. And you're going to have peace. When there's turmoil, you're going to have great peace when you're fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. And you're gonna end up being long-suffering. The heart of the Father is gonna be within you. You're gonna be kind. You're gonna be fooled and immersed with goodness, kindness. You're gonna be faithful. You're gonna be immersed in faithfulness. Kindness, goodness, self-control. You're gonna be immersed in self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's what you're going to be immersed in, baptized with. Who could do with a dose of self-control here this morning? Is there anybody that wants a dose of self-control? You say, well, the preacher could do with that. He seems to be a bit out of control this morning. That's good. <laughs> glory, glory. We're free. Freedom. Free in the Lord. Well, I want to I give you an opportunity to Receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, a fire lit within you. Glory to God. And you can receive it by faith today. You can receive it by faith today.